Blog Talk Radio. Right, Talison? So, Absolutely. he is not leaving. 
I'm just looking forward to being able to get a little deeper. No, I'm not leaving. I'm just looking forward to being able to do something where I can get a little bit into the nuts and bolts of things. I mean, I I come on here and I talk and I accept, I accept radiant. I, you know, I get all uh, verbose and I kind of riff on things and I have a very stream of consciousness style on this show. The Pagan Planet podcast is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be a little bit better edited. Uh, It's going to have a definite structure and a definite programming. So basically, it's going to be just as snarky and sarcastic as you're used to hearing me on here. Uh, However, it's going to be a little bit more structured. And, hey, you know, once I get the podcast going, I'm going to have to get Raina on there to come on and guest and do a little little look back on some of our favorite bits uh, over the past 10 years of Pagan Pundit on Desperate House Witches. So. Uh, Sounds great. I that think would that'd be, be fun. fun. Absolutely. That would be great. I'd oh, yeah. love to. Very much looking oh, forward oh, yeah. to it. I can't wait to hear your – I'm so excited about both of your podcasts. Um, you know, I I actually am the person who dubbed Talzin Govan and the Pagan Pundit, so I'm extremely yeah. proud of his presence and his writing and his personality <laughs> and the way he delivers um, – what's actually going on in terms that you don't need a law degree to understand. So, you know, right. I'm, I'm so excited for you and so, and kind of a bit mother hennish, so exceedingly proud. So <laughs> I, kudos to you. I know it's going to be all, everything's going to be fantastic. I am looking forward to listening. It's going to be fun. Now let's turn to the election because we know that's on everybody's mind and I want everybody out oh, yeah. there in internet land to do something for okay, what 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 do you want to say before I get into my spiel? Uh, oh, nothing. I'm I'm here for it. Oh, no. groovy. Well, I want everybody out there in internet land to do one thing with me collectively. Okay, I want you all to take a deep breath, hold it for a moment, and then just let it out. And as you do that, I want you to let your jaw clench. I want you to let your shoulders relax, roll them around, work out the kinks. It's going to sound like Rice Krispies right now because I know everybody out there is a ball of stress and tension. But I want you guys to relax for just a moment while you're listening to us because, listen, I don't care what you're seeing on the media. I don't care what you're seeing on the 24-hour news cycle. I don't care what you're hearing from traditional media. Guys, we've got this. Everybody still needs to go out and vote if you haven't already. And if you can vote early, go ahead and do it. So that way there can't be any shenanigans with long lines or anything like that on election day. And you still got to go. And if you're not going to do that, you still got to go out on Tuesday and vote. But if we all do this, we're going to get this. This is not – there are several things at play here, okay? So let's get into the weeds as to why we're at this finger-clenching moment somewhat unnecessarily. Now, if it's motivating people to keep active and keep going and not slack off, fine. You know what? Go ahead. Say I'm full of shit. Whatever you got to do to keep yourself motivated. But if if you're consuming comes the way that, you know, Donald Trump consumes Adderall, and we all know that that's a big habit. You don't tweet on True Social like he does without being juiced up to to, to no end. Um, you know, you can give the thumbs a break because, listen, every year whenever there's a big election, there is always this predictable pattern where the closer you get to election – the closer the races all seem to get when you look at the data. And, of course, every talking head and every pundit on there is saying it's anybody's race. It could go any way. You definitely should not turn off our 24-hour news channel for one fucking moment until election day or else the entire world's going to end. Cthulhu will rise and the sun will fall from the sky. Uh, But let me tell you something, guys. The way the races are going are entirely favoring us right now. Um, There are several factors at play here, one of which is the predictable ratings grab. 
and even the the news sources that I like, like MSNBC, they fall prey to it. Um, But the thing is, is that there are several things that almost every pundit and every analysis is completely and utterly missing. One of which is we are seeing a record amount of early voting and mail voting. Now, because of Donald Trump's diatribes about mail-in voting, because he was trying to discourage people from voting in the 2020 election, a lot of the maggot face, and that's what I call them now, it's the Make America Great Again terrorists or maggots. Uh, The maggot face does not trust mail-in voting. They don't even trust early voting because they're convinced that that just gives George Soros time from beyond the fuck, you know, George Soros time to get his friend uh, Hugo Chavez out from beyond the fucking grave to possess the voting machines to flip their votes uh, to uh, Fidel Castro or whoever they think that their votes are being flipped to. Uh, they don't trust early voting. They don't trust mail-in voting. So record numbers of early and mail-in voting benefits Democrats. It benefits liberals. It benefits people who do not like to, who are not voting for Republicans. And there's an important segment that, again, they're not dialing in here that we'll get to in a moment. Um, but one of the things that you've got to remember, too, is that this we are not in November right now. We are in November. This is just this is one of the big points that I want to get to about the traditional media. I tweeted about it earlier. I put the tweet out on my Facebook. I tagged Raina in it to make sure she'd see because this is a preview of what I wanted to talk about. But we had the the decision overturning Roe versus Wade in June, okay? Not that fucking long ago, all right? We're only in November now. It hasn't even been six months. And yet there's this belief, this almost, shall we say, faith-based initiative amongst the traditional media most of which are still run exclusively by guys, and that is a very important point, that are assuming that women are these fickle creatures who were all in a tizzy in June about Roe, but, oh, my God, Campbell's soup costs 20 cents more a can now than it did last year. Maybe I shouldn't vote for the Democrats. Basically, body autonomy is great, but gas is high. So, Maybe I shouldn't vote for the, for the party that wants to restore my body autonomy and instead hand my vote and the government to the people who basically want, who think the handmaid's tale is a progressive hippie, commo, hippie commie pinko liberal paradise, okay? Please, anybody who seriously thinks that women care more about the price of gas than their ability to control their own bodies, go fuck yourself with a rusty dildo, Okay. I'm telling you here, the the women I'm talking to are pissed, they're organized, they're dedicated. All of the get-out-and-vote shit that I'm seeing are from women, and they are talking to each other. Guys, listen, we are. this is not the era where you can depend on the women folk to go vote for what who their husbands want no matter what. Because Kansas, I just want to throw that word out there, Kansas, remember, in fucking Kansas – 63% of the people who turned out to vote voted to codify Roe v. Wade into Kansas constitutional law, okay? And you don't get 63% of the vote unless you've got a lot of Republicans voting for it in a state like Kansas, okay? Kansas is a blood-red state. And these were women who were willing to turn out to vote against the very thing that all the Republicans were telling them to uh, vote Again, they voted for it. They wanted to keep Roe v. Wade. They wanted to keep body autonomy in their state constitution. And let's face it, there was an era back in the 90s when somebody could could campaign anti-choice in the primaries and then try to fudge that for the general and get away from it. It was called the pre-Google era. But the thing is, is that the Republicans don't even have candidates this time that could have survived in the pre, pre-Google area because they're incompetent. you got someone like J.D. Vance in Ohio um, who went so far to the right on being anti-women in his primary. Nobody's forgotten that shit. 
we're we're heading towards a time where we're probably going to be seeing Ohio have a Republican legislature, a Republican governor, and two Democratic senators in the U.S. Senate because Tim Ryan is wow. getting ready to beat up J.D. Vance like he's the proverbial redheaded stepchild in an off-year election when Tim Ryan's party controls the White House. That shouldn't be happening. Yet it is because J.D. Vance is a shitty-ass candidate. He can't even backpedal convincingly, okay? He constantly looks like that kid who just got caught not doing their homework and they didn't think of an excuse ahead of time, okay? I mean, literally, the guy is, the guy is, is so incredibly non-convincing that even Trump doesn't want to appear at rallies with him now. Uh, I mean, it's, it's gotten ridiculous, you know, and you're seeing that all across the board. I mean, in any other race, Tom Fetterman in Pennsylvania should be cooked. The guy had a goddamn stroke while he's on the, on the campaign yeah. tour. And yet the Republicans yeah. are running Dr. Fucking Oz against him, a guy who's a carpetbagger from New Jersey who is so utterly disconnected with the culture of Pennsylvania that even your beer-swilling misogynistic yinzers are, are, you know, cannot take the guy seriously. Fetterman is probably going to cruise to a win, especially since the Republicans have completely abandoned Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania. They pulled all their money out of PA to try to rescue J.D. Vance in Ohio and it's not even working. Um, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. November is coming. You've got horrendous Republican candidates. Even Michael Moore, who's somebody who I very rarely agree with these days, has said this is going to be a wave election. There's a blue wave coming on Tuesday and over the succeeding week as the votes are actually counted. Um, and it's not even going to be close. Um, and this is like, This is him using the same sources he used to predict that Trump was going to win in 2016, something he got right and I got fucking wrong because I was following the conventional wisdom too much. The conventional wisdom is expecting women to care more about how much a gallon of gas costs than their body autonomy. But what they've got to realize is that any woman who looks at the high price of gas, I know for women of a certain age, childbearing age, a lot of them have got to be thinking right now, how much is it going to cost if I have to flee my state to go and get the health care I need in another state? How much is that tank of oh, gas yeah. going to cost me? And let me tell you, preserving right. your body autonomy where you live is a lot cheaper than even if gas was 50 cents a gallon. It's still cheaper to keep your body autonomy in the state where you live. So let's take a breath, people. Know that the narrative is always Democrats in disarray, but let me tell you, Republicans are in disarray. They are the most disorganized I've ever seen them, and I've been observing these guys for 40 fucking years, and yet they are completely, they are completely disconnected. I mean, the Republican leadership, they have no idea what is about to hit them. Mitch McConnell has an idea, because even though he's evil, He's a smart kind of evil. He's actually, Mitch McConnell's the more dangerous kind of evil because he's a smart kind of evil. And he can see what's coming. He admitted that they're not going to take the Senate a month ago. Uh, And some people thought that he was trying to rally conservative forces. All he did was turn all the maggots against him. That's another thing to remember, guys. There is one group that that the Trump fans hate more than Democrats, and that is establishment Republicans, who they consider have abandoned Donald Trump. But they call them the Mike Pence wing of the party, people like Mitch McConnell, mm-hmm. Kevin McCarthy. doesn't matter how much Kevin McCarthy kisses Donald Trump's ass. He's still an establishment guy. And the MAGA people do not trust these establishment guys. Donald Trump is not on the ballot. If it's even in the slightest way inconvenient for these people to go out and vote on Tuesday, you can bet that, they're, that there's a chunk of them that are going to stay home, even if they've been telling the pollsters that they're definitely going to vote. Donald Trump's not on the ballot. And the more that these Republican establishment people keep showing how clueless they are to their own base, the less that these people are going to turn out. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of Trump-sized candidates who uh, Donald Trump has endorsed and he's appeared with. But, you know, I got two words for you, Doug Jones. Uh, in, in Alabama, everybody thought Doug Jones didn't have a chance of winning that special election while Trump was in office. Trump even campaigned with the Republicans. 
uh, what's his name, pedophile guy. I've forgotten. There's so many of them on the Republican side. Um, but they wouldn't turn out when Trump was president for him. So yeah. there's so many things going our way, guys. Just keep it up. Go out and vote. Drive people to the polls if they need to vote, if they need a hand. Do whatever you were planning on doing. But unclench your jaw. Relax a little bit. we got a lot of stuff going our way. And I have a feeling that by the time the new Congress is sworn in in January, the first order of business is going to be getting rid of the filibuster. All we need to do is pick up two seats. I'm predicting six. I'm predicting we're going to pick up six seats. But all we need to do is pick up two seats, and we can get rid of the filibuster forever and govern by simple majority. So at that point, the Republican Party is going to be toast. The Democrats are actually going to be able to get legislation through that helps people, returns women's body autonomy to them, uh, get some more sanity into the tax code, Taxing billionaires will become a possibility, uh, and, you know, it's going to completely sink the rest of the Republican Party. Because let me tell you something, in two years when they're running for president, when Joe comes out and says, hey, listen, American women, you now have control over your bodies again, and and the Republicans are going to be running to take it away. It's just going to be a spiral of losing this. I mean, tell you the truth, we might actually get tired of winning after a while. It's like, come on, in 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 two to four years, we keep the we keep the pressure up, we keep things going, and you know, we could see the dissolving of the Republican Party within the next decade and new parties being formed. So, so let me ask it, you let me ask yeah. you a couple of questions. Um, yeah. All right. So my first question is. You know, all of the talk about how Republicans are rewriting election laws uh, on who gets to decide um, who actually wins, even if it's not by majority. I mean, I've heard all of these things uh, since Biden got elected, that they were going to make sure that Democrats could never win again. So, I mean, the only antidote to that is really just to keep winning. I mean, you joked about we're going to get tired of winning. We should never get tired of winning because we should never assume (laughs) that we've won until we've got it. Because I think that's what happened to us in 2016. We were so fucking confident that nobody would let Trump win. Wrong there. Um, So, you know, that that made anything possible. But I'm still concerned about these Republican states that are trying to enact these laws that will, in essence, right. if the Republicans ever get back into power, that they will never lose it again. So please speak on that. Well, that's one of the important things to realize, too, here, is that most of the states where they actually have a chance – see, there's a lot of states where they're trying to pass a lot of these laws to try to monkey with things. However – they're going to run into challenges to their own state constitutions. They haven't actually changed state constitutions yet. They're trying to monkey in the margins and see if they can force it through. In a lot of the purple states that they're trying this stuff in, it's probably going to get struck down by state courts as being against the state constitution. The states where they have the best chance of these things surviving the constitutional challenge on the state level are the kind of deep red states that were kind of not even in play yet anyway. With those states, the way we're going to be able to retake those is by enacting voting rights legislation on the federal level, which we'll be be able to pass the John Lewis Voting Rights Act once we nuke the filibuster. We're going to be able to empower minority voters in a lot of these deep red states, which most of these deep red states are only deeply red from the people who are being allowed to vote or encouraged to vote right now. A lot of these states, like Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, if you had a much higher uh, registration and participation rate by African-American voters and Asian-American voters and all these various other groups that are very, very poorly represented right now by convoluted and repressive voting laws, then these states could turn blue on the state level at which case that's when they'll be able to undo some of these laws that would make them more easily able to manipulate the vote. 
and they're going to be state processes where you're going to need to basically overwhelm the ballot box. You're going to have, in some of these states, sure, in Louisiana, Mississippi, we're going to have to get it to the point where we get two black people voting for every one Republican. Um, but it will be possible if we can get voting rights protections on the federal level, a uniform standard for elections across the entire country. So, Yes, the Republicans are trying a lot of shenanigans in the states that they currently control. The purple states, those laws aren't really going to survive the state constitutional challenge. Uh, And if we have a stronger federal in place, that's going to be able to help people organize against them trying to change things on a constitutional level. Because remember, Republicans tried to change things on the constitutional level in Kansas about abortion, and they failed. So when they go for things at the constitutional level, we can beat them. Even just state constitutions, it's possible to beat them. So it's going to be a two-pronged attack. I don't think it's going to make enough of a difference in the states that are going to wind up uh, flipping seats this time because the the Ohio State Constitution, that's that's been one of the problems why Republicans in the state house in Ohio haven't been able to pass their own monkeying with election laws They're trying to find something that will stand up to the state constitution, and they haven't been able to do it yet. So I think Tim Ryan's going to be able to safely win and know all the votes are counted in Ohio. Same with Fetterman in Pennsylvania. And those two would be pickups for the Democrats. If we just win those two races, the filibuster is gone. That's how close we're playing it here, folks. But I actually think we're going to wind up pulling six races. Uh, And, yeah, are we going to have issues trying to make inroads? In the most regressively third world style states, things like Mississippi, Louisiana, that kind of stuff, yeah. But I think it, you know, as long as everybody keeps keeps the focus going and we turn out the way we need to on Tuesday, I think we're going to be able to start rolling that back. And because the first step is to not let it advance any further. Um, but I have a feeling that there are going to be some nasty surprises for states that are having governor and legislature-level races, too. I think the differences in the turnout favoring the Democrats on the federal level are going to spill over into the state level, and you're going to see some upsets in places like the Ohio State House, Pennsylvania legislature. Um, I, I don't think Nan Whaley's going to win in Ohio for governor, but I think she's going to play so close it's going to put the fear of fucking God into any of the establishment Republicans in Ohio who are playing along with the whack jobs, because that's something you guys got to understand. In states where the whack jobs are trying to really take over the Republican Party, you still have the majority of the party who are the milk toast, mealy mouth, mushy middle type people, uh, the people who aren't necessarily ideologues, but they go along with whoever they feel the wind is favoring. Uh, and if Nan Whaley, who's been outspent in Ohio like two to one by Mike DeWine, if she comes within 10 points of Mike DeWine, if she comes within 10 points of beating him, that's going to really put the fear of God into the establishment people who are left. And they're going to start doubting that the winds are completely blowing in the uh, in the traitor Trump, uh, the Trump public direction. So that's going to sow more chaos. And let me tell you guys, the Republicans are completely fuckered. The, the establishment is still pretending that they get to control things, that the lunatics aren't running the asylum, uh, and they are just so disconnected. Uh, the Republicans can't raise money anymore. Trump is raising all the money for himself from the Republican grassroots, and that's why uh, a lot of Republican candidates are getting horribly outspent. The only anti-Democratic ads I'm seeing around here are ones done by right-wing interest groups, and they're really the most amateurish shit that you've ever seen. Even Republican conservatives in Ohio, uh, who are usually pretty easily gullible to advertising, aren't aren't falling for some of this shit. And the actual candidates, like J.D. Vance, he can't afford to run his own ad. He He can't raise money. The Republican Party has no money to give him. Trump is taking all the money for himself. And they're never going to see that again. The entire party is being starved for election funds right now. Yet another reason. I mean, the get-out-the-vote effort on the Democratic side is moving like clockwork. We're talking about a well-oiled machine. The get-out-the-vote on the Republican side is non-existent. 
everybody's trying to outposition each other. Uh, nobody's working together on the Republican side. You get one mega candidate who's like arguing. There are there are Trump candidates who will still not admit that they lost the primary, and it's time for the yeah. general. So you've got mega candidates suing each other in court right now. Guess what you can't do when you're defending a lawsuit? Campaign for the office you're fucking running for. Uh, it's complete chaos on their side. And the de- you know and and again anybody out there if you've been on the fence about volunteering on election day, do it. Call up your local Democratic Party. Say, listen, I'll drive people to the polls. I will, you know, I will, you know, do what it takes to do my part if I've got free time. Um, You know, we've got phone banking that are going on the next couple days. Call your local Democratic Party. They'll put you on to a phone bank for, and if your own state doesn't have any close races, they'll put you on a phone bank for a state that does have close races. Everything we can do, let's keep focused. But the thing is, let's do this with the confidence of a winner. Let's not do this while pissing our fucking pants, okay? Let's keep up the focus and keep the strength knowing that we are charging towards the goal line, and we just got to break through that last wall. Well, I will tell you, and the reason why I think people get freaked out, especially me, okay, we'll just say it's me because it always is. Um, because when I get a notification um, like the ones I have gotten all day from Politico, for example, Politico, oh, who I used to feel right, but okay. So here, here are all of the – I'll just give you a synopsis of the last four things I got from Politico. Um, Politico, he thinks the 2020 election was stolen and he's on the verge of running elections in a critical swing state in 2024. That was the other day. Yesterday, um, we're going to get the Senate. Republicans are in their best position in months to flip control of the chamber. This is yesterday. Um, and two hours ago, New Hampshire's Senate seat is now up for grabs. The GOP's path to the Senate control just got wider. Right. Well, that's the right. Well, and that's the thing again. And you know, and you know what people on our side what do when we see these headlines like i should find out more about this click yeah i hate to say politico's gotten really bad a lot of them have gotten really bad with the clickbait stuff but i'll tell you one group of people that have been very very conservative with their forecast on many ways is our good old buddies nate silver and the gang of 538.com uh they've got they've mm-hmm. had a election tracker that they have two different models. They have a very dynamic model and they have a much more static model based on past performance, but they also take things into account, things like the Trump bump. There is this thing where in the last couple of general elections where Trump was on the ballot, Democrats have underperformed their polls by about two or three points. In other words, if it says that they were going to win by two, they lose by one. They underperform their polls in presidential election years when Trump is on the ballot. But on midterm elections, and this was also true when Trump was in office, Democrats outperform their polls by three to four points. In other words, they win, and they win by bigger margins that are predicted when Trump isn't on the ballot. This is the Trump effect. And the Trump effect will draw your Proud Boys, your Oath Keepers, your misogynists, your racists, your Klansmen, your Nazis, people who normally never want to touch an official government process with a 20-foot fucking pole will turn out to to vote for their orange Führer. okay? But when it's, you know, but no matter what they say on off-year elections, they don't show up the same way. And their forecast model, 538, they draw all of this into account. And when you remember a month ago when it said, oh, Democrats are cruising, they're doing great, and then a couple of weeks ago, everything changed. It's like, oh, Democrats aren't doing so great. The fact of the matter is, when you take a look at the 538 thing, they actually showed that Republicans' best chances of taking the Senate and House ebbed about a week and a half ago, uh, two weeks ago, right about the time, curiously, that the traditional mainstream media started turning their narrative to Democrats are in danger. Um, right about that time, that's the Republican hopes 
in the more, shall we say, less hyperbole-driven election forecast, that's where Republicans' chances actually starting to go down more. There was a brief little surge of things, but things like even the Paul Pelosi attack and the way that Republicans have mismanaged that. The thing is, Republicans will always have white men. Let's, let's just admit that right now. A lot of your suburban white men, dudes, especially the ones with mm-hmm. the shaved heads and the wraparound sunglasses driving their fucking SUVs, Republicans have these guys. They have them down solid. Republican women, not so fucking much. Because a lot of Republican women never actually thought that their party would succeed in overturning Roe. They never, a lot of Republican women polled never thought it was going to happen. Even the ones who said that they wanted it to happen still didn't think it was going to happen. And yet it's happened. This shit is, has thrown things so higgledy-piggledy. The fact of the matter is 538 just moved their... Senate prediction for the first time in two months. And they took it from toss-up to lean Democratic. And they are not taking the poll of the second or the internal polls released by campaigns to try to skew numbers. And let's face it, Republicans and Democrats both release their best polls to make people think that they're doing even better than they are. Um, They are very, very, you know, they, they have a high bullshit factor that they account for. And they've been really, they've been within two points of the last few elections in ways that, I mean, they were the first place to predict, 538 was the first place to predict in 2016 that there was a path where Donald Trump could win the Electoral College while losing the popular vote, which is exactly what he did. So these exactly guys have what been happened. pretty good. Yeah. Exactly. These yeah. guys have been pretty good. And they just moved the Senate from toss-up to leans Democratic because of the fundamental races that are happening. And yeah, there is there, you know, you could have people trying to monkey with things on all these different levels on local governments. But remember when you hear swing states, know that their constitution isn't as malleable as the deep red states. They haven't been monkeying with it for as long. I mean, some of these deep red states like Louisiana and all that have ways of suppressing votes that they developed back in Jim Crow era back in the 30s, 40s, 50s. Uh, they've, been, they've been having this shit on the books for a long time, ways to suppress votes. Places like Arizona, not so long. I know Arizona is one of the places where you could have a Trump candidate win for Secretary of State, and they could show all kinds of chaos when it comes to elections. But Arizona doesn't have the same kind of history of monkeying the way these deep red states do. I seriously don't think that a lot of these shenanigans would pass constitutional muster in an Arizona state court, let alone a federal court. Uh, And let's not forget that there's a lot of things that the uh, arch-conservative Supreme Court is willing to do, but they were not willing to hand Trump victories. And I don't think that they're going to be willing similarly to hand uh, Trump uh, Trump Jr.'s the same kind of victories that they denied their messiah. The, the conservatives on the Supreme right. Court have their own agenda. Getting rid of Roe was step one. They're going to assault other things, but they're not going to do anything that's going to raise people up to the point where the Democrats actually get the spine to add another four seats to the Supreme Court. Because the president could do it. The only reason that there's nine seats right now is that's what a president way back when decided is how many people he was going to appoint. Um, and so, you know, they're, they're playing a very crafty game here. I don't, you know, so I don't think that people monkeying with Arizona's elections would pass state constitutional muster or U.S. constitutional muster. Because don't forget, the 14th Amendment offers equal protection under the law, and even a state can't violate the 14th Amendment, uh, which is the basis of things like the uh, pro-gay marriage ruling and all that stuff. Uh, they're not. They're not going after Oberfell yet. Uh, they want to try to knock down some lower-hanging fruit to see if they can do so without getting lynched in their front yard first. Uh, but still, you know, there's a lot of things that are a problem. And, again, turn out to vote in Arizona, people. Mark Kelly needs your support. Anybody in Arizona out there, Mark Kelly needs your support. He is going to be able to win re-election in Arizona, which is something nobody thought he was going to be able to fucking do. 
I mean, nobody thought that Mark Kelly had a prayer, especially since he hasn't been the best candidate. But the person they got running right. against him is even fucking worse. Uh, they, the Republican Senate committee pulled their money out of Arizona a month ago because they decided it wasn't worth spending the meager pennies they had trying to help a candidate like Kelly Leffler. So, again, turn out for Mark Kelly, and we can send this other maggot packing as well. That's the thing to remember. All of these things are saying they're on the threshold of winning. Yeah, everybody's on the threshold of winning. Any given day, somebody could win. You never know when something weird's going to happen. But the fact of the matter is, is the stronger turnout we have for Mark Kelly in Arizona, the stronger turnout we have for anybody else other than the person who's running for the Republicans for Secretary of State. So if you see something saying, oh, my God, there's this seat in Pennsylvania that could flip from Democrats to Republicans, yeah, but don't forget there's another three seats in Pennsylvania that are probably going to flip from Republicans to Democrats. So, hey, we still come out ahead. You know, and I'm talking about a house race, house races. So and trust me, there are going to be some white suburbs around Philadelphia that are going to provide some very surprising results come Election Day. Uh, keep an eye out for that. The women's the women's I'm vote really in those surprised. areas have been off the off the charts. I'm I'm hoping so, and that gives me a lot of encouragement because, you know, again, and you know me, Trump made everything yeah. possible and anything possible. So yeah, you know, and I want people to be encouraged. You know, don't be scared like me. I mean, I already voted. I actually did my very first absentee voting. Um, checked on it today, which you can do through your your local county uh, board of elections. Right. You can get online and check that, and I want people to be encouraged. If you've already done that, I think the deadline for postmark was, I believe, today. Um, so definitely, if you have voted by mail, get online and, and verify and make sure that your vote has been counted. I may be wrong that today was the last date, but I wouldn't put it past today. Um, you know, certainly uh, early voting, All we always encourage you to do that. Very important to get out there as soon as you can so that there aren't excuses, as Talison said, where lines were long and people, as, as Star Bustamante would say, uh, it lowers the rate of fuckery. Um, the sooner you vote, yeah. the, the fewer instances of fuckery can happen although I do expect fuckery to occur. Um, yeah. You know, as we talked about yeah. yesterday, you know, make sure you mail in your own uh, ballots. Make sure you get them, you know, if you if you have done that. Hopefully you did that. Very excited about that. And listen, just because I'm a nervous wreck doesn't mean anybody else has to be. Stay vigilant. It's absolutely important. Um, and hey, and if you haven't I, voted, make that, make that plan. And hey, I want to I want to give a shout out here. Uh, my son gets to vote for the first time in this election. So, there Yep, yep. He is 19 years old. He was he just missed the last presidential election, so he's going to vote in this election for the first time. Uh, and of course, he he's also he, he's also into the fact that we're we're moving our new house we're going to be like 10 minutes away from where tim ryan lives we hope we run into him at the supermarket sometime here so uh <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome um so okay so yep. yes turn turn off your 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 media that gives you news um always remember because i have to be reminded myself that these are rating wars um they have to keep people ginned up even msnbc has to do it uh, because you know, keeping you got to keep people tuned in, and that generates revenue. You got to be watching those ads. You know that's why every time you turn on uh, a video on social media, there's a pop-up ad that happens right in the middle of something that's about to get good in the story, and your ad will start in three seconds, and there it goes and interrupts yeah. everything. It's the same. It's the same principle with network and cable news. Uh, it is a race right. war. It is, you know, money from advertising, just like everything else. Everybody has to make a living, and they're all fighting for the spot on the top, although I don't know what happens once you get there. But, you yeah. know, keeping people 
nervous and, and watching is the goal. Um, and I love MSNBC, but, you know, I had to tune out because every five minutes was, right. oh, 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 you know, and hey, one guys, minute everything's going to be okay and the next is a disaster. If you, if you want to watch, let me give you an advice. Let me tell you something. Barack Obama has been on the campaign. Yes, I heard that. Calvin. Hello. That's phone is coming through. It's fine. No, because he can't hear through his phone. Are you there? Check out what Trevor knows been covering of Barack's care through the campaign trail. It is a beauty to yes. behold. Uh, to, you know, I, I would sit, let me tell you something. One of the, my favorite audiobooks I got in the past year was Barack Obama's book read by the author. I could listen to that guy read Goodnight Moon and it would make me feel better in it. Okay. Uh, it's, yeah. uh, it's True. awesome. Go check out Trevor Noah. He's been having some great stuff on there and some really funny stuff. And he's going to leave the show soon. So we've got to enjoy him while we got him. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people uh, have written that you know it's it. Who knows what's going to happen to the Daily okay. Show after that? I don't even know if it's going to continue. So I we'll have to see sure. what happens there. Y'all can hear me right now. I can sort um, of hear you. I am not hearing anything coming back on here. So just in case I still am being heard, uh, Pagan Puppet Podcast is going to launch after the first of the year. Uh, and as yep. a yet unnamed Wiccan podcast is going to start after the first of the year, and the holiday book is coming out at the end of the month. Uh, I'm going to try to call Yay. back in here for the last 14 minutes. Let's see. Okay. Go ahead. He is going to call back in. Um, but, again, if you can help anybody vote, if you can volunteer for a, 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 vote, a phone bank, uh, anything you can do for the last push, again, in-person voting is on Tuesday, um, and oh, there he is. Hang on, he is back. Yep. Let's get I'll him drop. back on. There you are. There I you go. Did you hear me talk about back. Trevor Noah before we before they before Spectrum dropped the call? Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Good. We we heard we heard that we heard uh, about your podcast, your unnamed oh, podcast. Um, no, I yeah, couldn't hear you all. So, oh yeah, well I could hear you, which was which was totally fine. But yeah, oh, you know, okay, I was groovy. just talking about the final push, you know, to get out the vote because it's always important. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. Anything you're planning on doing, continue to do it. But like I said, don't do it. You know, worried about having to find a bathroom. Do it like we're like pushing to the goal line. We can the touch, you know, use a sports metaphor. The goal line is in sight. We just got to punch through that last wall. But we got three 200-pound yeah. guys, and the only person standing in front of us is the kicker. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I I'm I'm more encouraged after I talk to you because. You know, it basi- basically what I do is I get myself all upset and riled up and concerned and afraid, and that's exactly what they want us to be. So I am actually playing into their hands stupidly because they want to live rent-free in our heads. So in essence, right. this is the time to put on those blinders uh, in the sense of ignore what you're hearing from the media, ignore what you're hearing from people, just get it done. Get your part of it done. If we all get our yep. parts of it done, it will be done. And that's, you know, as pagans, as people, as patriots, as voters, this is what we have to do to make sure that we regain rights that we have lost and not lose more rights that we would like to keep. Exactly. That's my feeling. So, yeah. Exactly. So, Talison. How would you like to wrap up this episode? Because it's, it's all up to you, my friend. Okay. Well, uh, just to wrap things up, for one thing, I want to let people out there know, see, I write books that have vampires in it. 
I want to give you guys uh, a recommendation. If you want to peace out between now and Election Day and you want to watch an incredible show with vampires, go check out on AMC Plus Interview with the Vampire, the new series. I'm an Anne Rice fan from way back. Yeah, they changed the hell out of it, but, man, it's really getting good. I haven't watched episode six yet, so I've watched one through five. Uh, but let me tell you something. We already had a good reproduction of the book with the uh, with the uh, Brad Pitt movie in the 90s. This show's very different. Uh, and also good news, uh, Sandman on Netflix has been renewed for a second season. So that's more good news for folks. And like I said, coming up at the end of this month, I've got my book of holiday short stories set in the urban fantasy universe. You guys can look forward. You know, if you have anybody who likes urban fantasy, get yourself a hard copy. I'm going to be doing a special on signed copies through the website starting December 1st. The year's going to be book three in the Sorcerer's Saga, The Queen. So we got a lot of stuff coming up here. Uh, and I love coming on here every month to talk about stuff. Uh, however, I am going yeah. to go and uh, load a pipe. Yeah. And chill out and have some dinner. Yep. I, I suggest you, you all go and decompress for a little bit, rest up tonight, yep. get a good night's sleep, yep. and then get out tomorrow and work, work. And because it, it's coming, guys, Tuesday, we're almost at the goal line. Yep. We're, we're a few minutes yep. away from, you know, you know, drinking champagne, you know, drinking conservative tears out of a champagne glass. We just have to keep it focused. <laughs> so... Uh, until next time, folks, I will be back. Yep. Same bad time, same bad station. All right. Have a good one, Take folks. Take care, Talison. Thanks again. Party on. Bye. All right, guys, that's it. Don't forget, get out there and vote on Tuesday. I will be back with Heron Michelle on Friday. Have a wonderful week. Talk to you soon. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.